This is the Daily Wrestling News for March 3rd, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined today by the living legend, John DeCani. Good morning, John. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Very good. Very good. Well, we had a fun night of Impact Wrestling on Access TV last night. We had Young Rock. We had two hours of dark. We've got a bunch of news to get into. Um, so I say, let's ring the bell and get things started. Hell yeah. Well, we start our day like we start every day with the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join our host at Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling Create an account and join the league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe, but most importantly, put in your picks for AEW Revolution and see how you do against us and your friends. Uh, and then the season turns over in just about a month. So, All right, so a little break from the non-wrestling. I'll give you a wrestling question today, sort of. What was the last wrestling shirt that you purchased? Uh, chair shot excluded. <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh... Prior to that, I think maybe the uh, the Vigilante Club. Uh, I, there was a coupon on yes. you know that web that website, and I, I grabbed a couple. That was definitely in it. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> the, the website that shall not be named. We can name, <laughs> we can name PWTs. Um, so interesting. So I after the Royal Rumble, I went out and purchased a Bianca Belair shirt and an Edge shirt. So. Those are going to be my WrestleMania Day One and Day Two shirts this year. So, so that's where the last couple of shirts that I bought that were non uh, minutes to bell time store shirts. So, all right. Well, we're going to do the news. We're going to start our show with the news, and um, let me start with you know Steve Austin news. It seems like you know he's been out of wrestling for like twenty years now, but. Uh, but he remains in the news. He's got, you know, straight up Steve Austin bounced back to 644,000 viewers for the Job Cal episode this week. Um, he was down in the 300,000 range with the last episode, but it was it was it was put in a less attractive spot because it was uh, like 1130 or, or 1230 or something like that. Uh, right. They squeezed in the, the replay of Young Rock. Uh, yeah, some, something. Yeah, I think that's what it was. They put something in there between them. So, so good deal. Hopefully, that's a, a premonition that we'll get more straight up Steve Austin in the future because uh, we could always use Steve Austin riding a fast car and shooting something with celebrities. So, uh, the National Wrestling Alliance yesterday made an announcement in conjunction with Fight TV that they'll be returning to pay per view on March 21st. It is Back for the Attack, is the name of the show. After that, they are going to have a weekly television show starting on March 23rd. It will be NWA Power. It will be from GBS Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, just like Power has always been. But this time, unlike the free option last time, there's going to be a subscription price, similar to Primetime Live was on, uh, on Fight TV. So, so you got to pay for Power. But I'm glad to see the NWA coming back. 
I have missed that. You know, it's a very tight, very interview focused, short match show. Um, so I'm happy to see him come back. Uh, you said they're coming back on March the 21st. Uh, is that like a midday show? Because that would be right up against Fastlane, right? Yeah, it is against Fastlane. And I don't have the time, the start time for the show. But wouldn't it be nice if they did a afternoon show? That would be <laughs> kind of your lead in. So, Absolutely. Uh, much better than a competitive show. I'm sure they would have looked at that. You so. would think. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but um, but they're gonna they're going to restart, which is good because. You know, they have collaborated with AEW and um, the United Wrestling Network and stuff all year long, even though they have not been running themselves, their talent has been exposed, right, through those other channels. So, you know, Thunder Rosa has been wrestling almost every week on AEW, and they've got Serena Deeb as the champion, so there should be there should be some women's programming that we can dream up right away, so... Good luck, NWA. I hope it. I hope you knock it out of the park with that pay per view and, and get some suds. Um, on the AEW side of things, there is a ten man tag that had been advertised for Dynamite tonight. It was the Dark Order versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and TH Two. That has been reduced to a standard tag team match. It will be Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn of Private Party versus Hangman Page and John Silver. Um, Tony Khan said that he talked to a very old friend that convinced him that they needed to change the match. And I think I think the idea is that Matt Hardy wanted to be in the ring with Hangman Page ahead of the pay-per-view. So, sure, sure. Um, Another interesting tidbit. AEW Revolution is going to be playing in select Cinemark movie theaters. So this is like a return to like the closed circuit concept, yeah. so to speak. Um I kind of I kind of love it, um, but I, it's twenty dollars a head to get in, so it's actually not too bad in comparison. You know, it's fifty dollars if you're watching it at home, so um, might be a nice option for people to watch. I hope it's successful because you know any any like different concept you want to see kind of take off and be interesting. So, and, and as good as their pay per views have been, the idea of sitting in even if it's a one quarter filled movie theater. And watching it on that big screen, wow, what a concept! <laughs> old old school, you know. It's 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 a it's a throwback, but that it's almost it's forward thinking at this point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and it's kind of fun to think about. You know, wrestling is always sort of like larger than life. So, you know, there was a you know people used to get you know get the great big huge televisions and stuff like that, so they could have like life size Mario or whatever. This is wrestling. We need to do it larger than life. So let's put it on the movie screen. <laughs> there you go. It's like having the, the Titantron right there in front of you to watch the show on. So, which is if you go to WrestleMania and get bad seats, that's what you watch anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that's when you want to go see a show in Texas, right? Uh, Chelsea Green has re-signed, emphasis on the signed with WWE. So uh, no terms of how long or whatever, but that was a news item that, that has dropped various outlets reporting that. Um, and it occurs to me when I read that, it's very important to not say resigned. So re-signed. <laughs> Re-signed. That's right. And let's see. And uh, so Travis says he's not sure he would want to take kids to it. I believe he's referring to the, uh, the screening of AEW Revolution. That's, 
that's a fair point. Also, probably, you know, maybe I think the NWA show is more kid friendly. So maybe if they put that in Cinemark, you can go watch that. <laughs> Exploding barbed wire death match larger than life. Eh, maybe a little traumatizing to, you know, an eight year old. Yes. Now, things that are kid friendly is Young Rock. The Rock continues his fictitious plans towards running for president in 2032 and becoming a very relatable figure. In the latest episode, John, he has some daddy issues, not really necessarily between him and his dad, but his dad has issues, I guess. So Yes, everyone's worried about their job security uh, and, you know, very poignant. You know, it, it, it makes uh, it, it hits home today. I'm sure it'll still be hitting home in 2032. And uh, apparently it hit home in 1982, which was most of uh, this, the flashback in this episode. Yeah, this episode took a lot uh, took place in Hawaii. The Rock's grandmother is the promoter, and she's dealing with another promoter moving in and scarfing up some of the talent and stuff like that. Vince is in her corner, though, and says, you know, she's got experience, and this guy doesn't and whatnot. But, but this guy, he's giving out, you know, hams to the talent, you know, if they think about signing. So In gold foil. In gold foil, yeah. Well, you know, it does make it look more attractive, you know. There's Even though big part of it. Rocky Johnson says the gold foil is not necessary because we all know it's ham. It's ham. It tastes good. We know it. <laughs> so uh, after the episode aired last night, I looked at my wife and I said, is it possible that The Rock is just like lining himself up for an actual 2032 bid for president? <laughs> because this is like a whole like, you know, profile piece for that. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, I mean, there was already talk of that, you know, coming into this last election, there was, you know, when they started floating uh, the ideas of another celebrity, God forbid, uh, you know, the Rock's name came up, Oprah's name came up, and they were talking about a super ticket with the two of them. And, you know, who knows? I think it was, um, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but WrestleMania 20, where Jesse Ventura was there? Or is it 19? It's 20. And, and Jesse Ventura said to a, a former president, that we need a wrestler in the White House. So he may be foretelling something. <laughs> All right, so that's Young Rock. Uh, a very easy half hour of comedy television to break up here Tuesday night, which is jam-packed with everything these days. Which, we're not reporting NXT moving to Tuesday night, but everybody else is. So once that becomes official, then we'll talk about that here too. But Tuesdays will get a whole lot crazier. Absolutely. But Wednesdays will be a breeze. So, <laughs> until that point, we talk about Tuesday on uh, our impact on on Wednesday mornings because they own the night on Tuesday. And so we had one, two, three, four, five matches on Impact last night, and we started with Ace Austin defeating Chris Bay and Black Tarus. Ace Austin gets a uh, X Division Championship match, and John, do you think Ace Austin is the next X Division champion? I've been calling for uh, 2021 to be the year of Ace Austin, so I'm going to say why not start it. Well, I can't say start it here. He's already won the uh, the X Cup, but uh, let, let's continue it right here. Let's get it rolling. Do you think this is a step back for Ace Austin? Because he was the X Division champion heading into 2020, and then he was challenging Tessa Blanchard and things like that for the, for the big title. Um, but then he was out for several months and come, came back and got thrown into – 
this situation, and he seems to be back into the X division. I, I don't. I, I think it, it would be a step back if this is truly all they thought of him. But mm-hmm. I think you know, this is basically the very reason why I I made that statement a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I forget if it was here first or the EWP. That I, I think the idea by the end of this year is that he'll hold all the titles, or at some point during the it starts with the X Cup, gets the X title. Him and Madman get the tag titles, and then maybe by the end of the year, he's in the uh, the main event picture. Oh, and that, you know, that, that would really, you know, that you'd put a stamp on this year. It would you know truly be the year of Ace Austin? You have a very good positive outlook on that, I, you know. And I'm sitting over here thinking that, uh, you know, maybe he got crowded out because they, you know, partnered and got Kenny Omega in there too now, and all these guys crowding out that top picture. But, um, but no, I think that's. That's a positive way of looking at the situation. I hope you're right. So yeah, um, always, we're always rooting for elevation of the the homegrown talent, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, Tennille Dashwood, she got a win over Havoc in 7:56. We using the spotlight kick. The story here was less about the match and more about Nevaeh coming out and destroying Caleb after the after the match, though. So. <laughs> Um, it seems like things may have gotten patched up between Havoc and Nevaeh. I'm sure there's some lingering, like, I want to do better type of scenarios. But I, I think long-term, this is them, you know, they, they kind of tore them down so they could rebuild them and bring them back to the knockouts tag gold. I would be good with that. I, I have another idea in the back of my mind bouncing around. But uh, if those two come back together and win uh, knockouts tag gold, I would be all for that. Is your idea that they're going to face each other at WrestleMania 40 or something? Or like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I almost saw Nevaeh, you know, Nevaeh was so down and she continued to lose and whatnot. I thought maybe she would go away for a little while, come back repackaged, mm-hmm. and then in the meantime, you've got people like ODB and Jazz hanging around that you know, you know, are no, no, no offense to them, they're not long for you know their runs here. So when they disappear, all of a sudden you got Jordan hanging out. You got Havoc hanging out with the two most physical females together. How do you like that tag team? Grace and Havoc sounds like a good team name or something like, you know, something like that. You know, so I I, I see it. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to turn our attention to Swinger's Palace. Johnny Swinger um, hosting TJP, making several bets. And TJP apparently is a very good gambler. So. He is a soothsayer. He he could see uh, even their uh, uh, their their conversation coming. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to skip down to another match. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers ends in a DQ. Brian Myers tries to load up his uh, his elbow pad, I think, for uh, prior to giving Edwards a clothesline. So it appears to me that the former Kurt Hawkins and the former Zack Ryder are. Definitely going to have a match, and it's not going to be too far into the very, the future. Do you think it's something we have to wait till Rebellion for, or do you think this is something that's going to come on Sacrifice? Uh, I mean, that would be a pretty quick turnaround. I, I mean, I guess if Myers, you know, uh, blasts him backstage somewhere uh, this coming week, you could you could rush it. But the way that card's filling out, you know, uh, you almost feel like uh, there's enough there's enough put on that card where you could let this have a slow boil and a slow build. I think they want to, right? Because when you have these two guys, these guys are two very, very popular figures 
in wrestling. Um, and you don't necessarily see that so much on wrestling television, but their podcast and the following that they've, they've grown outside uh, of television, they've, they've built this thing up. They've got this little empire going. And I think a match between them is something we're going to have to pay for because they're going to bring people in for it. Yeah, and, and, and Al keeps referring to it as, you know, the, the mega powers exploding. And I think in their best buddies, in their heads, I think this is, you know, they're – they know each other since they're what seventeen or eighteen years old. This is their, this is their probably their dream. They're getting to, to play it out. So yeah, I could see it uh, going all the way to rebellion. Yeah, yeah. Which really isn't that far. It's April, so right, um, right. You know, Cody Deaner said that if he did not defeat Cousin Jake, he would be willing to pay the consequences, and he did. <laughs> I guess that meant Joe Doring was taking him behind the door and putting him down. Uh, him to the woodshed. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't actually put him down, uh, but he didn't get back up real quick. So in the world, in the new, in the arena of uh, impact and new Japan partnership, we had the good brothers and Finn juice going up against Reno scum and triple XL I don't think anybody was thinking that Reno Scum and Triple XL had a shot at winning this, um, but we thought we might see a little bit more dissension between the Good Brothers and Finn Juice. You know, maybe something physical there. N nothing really physical happened, but they clearly had some dissension, um, which led to a backstage segment where they were arguing a bit, and then Luke uh, Doc Gallows just says, "How about we wrestle at Sacrifice?" They all agree. And as they walk away, Finn, uh, Juice Robinson says, we got him. So <laughs> I guess that was the plan all along. The young boys are uh, taking over the uh, the teachers, so to speak. Yep, they, they played them like fiddles. They, they bickered nonstop uh, you know, on the ring apron all through the match backstage, and uh, Finn Juice got exactly what they wanted out of it. And then uh, main event was Deanna Perrazzo versus – Jordan Grace, but due to a little altercation between Jordan, Jazz, Kiara, and Tasha, Kiara found her way into getting the platinum package. Um, so she got entered. She got entered into this match as a triple threat match. Diana Perrazzo would win here. I was shocked when the match was announced that they were even putting this on television, considering how good these Jordan Grace and Diana Perrazzo matches were last year. But I guess we we do have a we did have a triple threat with Kiara in there and uh, whatever Deanna Perrazzo gets the win here. Yep. She, uh, you know, she, she just, you know, she, she laid in the, in the woods there for a little while, you know, uh, let uh, Jordan Kiara battle it out a little bit and she picked her spot, got a roll up win because that's what Deanna does. She's, you know, she just she game plans. She figures it all out. You know, she's, she's playing chess while the rest are playing checkers. And all this was to set up ODB getting some little bit of a revenge on Deanna Perrazzo. Um, ODB attacks Deanna after the match. Is ODB the challenger that you were looking for Deanna to face next? Because that's what you're going to get. Yeah, not necessarily, but, uh, you know, I, like I didn't have someone in mind for her because Deanna's kind of just been hanging out with uh, Susan and Kimber, and there's really been no progression of any storyline for her except, you know, within that group. So this kind of came out of nowhere, and I guess it's kind of fitting. You know, ODB came back, 
You're going to plug her into a big spot like this because you know she can handle it. And uh, you know, so be it. I'm, I'm sure it'll be a, an entertaining match. Sure. So here's what Sacrifice looks like now. we got five title matches. Ace Austin versus TJP for the X Division Championship. Rich Swan versus Moose for the big title. Jordan Grace and Jazz versus Fire and Flava for the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Finn Juice versus the Good Brothers for the tag titles. And Deanna Barrazzo versus ODB for the Knockouts Championship. Five matches, all title matches. We, you know, maybe there'll be some more announced, but uh, that's where we stand right now. I think it seems like we might get some Rohit, um, James Storm, something maybe added to this card at some point, too. Yeah, yeah, you could plug a few different things in here just to, to lengthen the card a little bit. But with all championship matches, you usually get a little extra time. So, uh, you know, they don't need too much more. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, sometimes they do like these great big, huge multi-person things to get everybody else on the show, on the show you know. So yeah, don't be surprised if next week they announce a uh, 27-man triple threat quadruple corner match or something. So so we'll see next week on impact we do have chris bay versus ace austin that comes out of the johnny swinger segment and we have rohit raju and shara versus james storm and chris saban so we might be getting that rohit and james storm stuff uh prior to sacrifice we'll see and that book coming out of swingers palace right all right so we have uh, a new name for our next segment it's called nxt tonight <laughs> NXT tonight is going to be brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each week I compile the week's top wrestling stories, put them all in a quick-to-read email that's divided up by company. Nearly 4,000 people get this free newsletter each week. We're literally like 20 people away from hitting 4,000. So be one of those people that gets me to 4,000. In addition to the top stories, the newsletter will also keep you up to date on everything we're doing at Minutes to Bell Time, whether that be new books, podcasts, games, anything else. Really the best way to make sure you don't miss anything. The issue comes out on Fridays, and it is free. Bodyslambrigade.com for the sign-up. Okay, having said that, we have a couple of matches for NXT tonight. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai facing off with Sh against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. A lot of people want to see this title change here. A lot, a lot of people. Um, what do you think the odds are? I I really think it's a coin flip because I could see, you know, I could see Nia and Shayna continuing with them, but I I think it's really exciting to put them with these two gals from NXT because there's so much women's talent in NXT. That you know, well, I'm sure they will bounce around to other shows, but right within that, that uh, you know, their own show, there, there's lots of potential matches. Now, see, I think this is a situation where WWE is doing a pretty decent job of not showing their hand because on Raw, where Nia and Shayna live most of the time, they are currently kind of mixed up with Naomi and Lana. So you have a match that they've been kind of like teasing for a while that they haven't delivered on. So to change the titles here would seem kind of weird because they've got this other match that they've been building towards. At the same time, Nia and Shayna are also kind of interlocking themselves with Charlotte Flair in singles action. 
and maybe trying to stake a claim against Asuka at WrestleMania. So you've got all these kind of like inner working th things that are working around the tag champs. It's hard to determine, you know, where are they going to be for the next, you know, four or five, six weeks? And will the tag team titles switch over to Raquel and Dakota? I hope so, because I think the NXT brand needs to run with those titles for the reasons that you mentioned and for the reason that I think it'd be fun to have NXT people walking around Raw and SmackDown as yes. a way of introducing them. So, 100% agree. So I'm really interested to see how this match goes tonight. Uh, it's one of the matches I'm, I'm most looking forward to tonight. But we also, last night, got another match announcement for NXT. They oddly announced it at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, which seems kind of weird for them. Maybe the maybe they meant to announce it earlier or 10 a.m. this morning or something, but the scheduled post went out early. Not sure what happened there. Anyway, everybody picked it up, so everybody knows that Tomasa Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher are going to be wrestling Oni, Lork Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch Borkin and, Lurch, Borkin and Lurch, as John Smith would say, on tonight's episode. It's a non-title match. So given that it's non-title, John, do you think Thatcher and Ciampa are going to win to set up a future match? Or do you think we're about to see some sort of implosion again between Ciampa and Thatcher that leads to another uh, barbed wire exploding uh, fight pit? Well, as entertaining as that would be, uh, you know, I, it's, I guess it depends on, you know, was the MSK injury storyline covering a real injury or was it just a way to give them a little respite from doing this title match? Uh, you know, if they're, if MSK is going to be out a while, then I could see, uh, uh, Ciampa and Thatcher winning this match to set up a title shot, uh, to give them something to work with for the, the tag division there. But. Uh, like you said, I just as easily could see them turning on each other and this yeah. going completely the opposite way. And they could they could also make things really interesting if Ciampa and Thatcher get a win here. You got MSK coming back who are going to want to get revenge on Grizzled Young Veterans. You got Thatcher and Ciampa with a win over the tag champs. You could set up basically, uh, you know, the 27-man uh, tag team match for the titles. At the next what at NXT takeover, uh, what we'll see. What's the next holiday? St. Patrick's Day massacre. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sign me up for that. <laughs> I think they would have announced St. Patrick's Day massacre at, by by now, but maybe we'll have a uh, Easter Bunny <laughs> Bandit Day. Or where's something. the first? April Fool spectacular or something? <laughs> the first is on a Thursday. Damn it. Whatever the next NXT takeover it is, maybe we'll have a 38-man uh, tag match. A showdown. Mm -hmm. It is trivia time. Are I... you ready? Never, but let's have it. <laughs> it is WrestleMania season. So with that in mind, get yourself stretched. You are going to get five questions. A simple majority correct will get you the W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Asuka Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. And the subject we're going to be talking about today is WrestleMania 2. WrestleMania 2. Okay. This WrestleMania is remembered for taking place from three different locations. 
Can you name them? New York, Chicago, LA. That's right. That's right. And you get credit for that. Can you also name the arenas? Okay. Uh, MSG. Uh, oh, That's sorry. wrong. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was, it was Nassau. Yeah. I'm yep. bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I already got it wrong. So, uh, oh, but, that does, this is not a trivia question. That was just a bonus. So, oh, okay. Okay. The Nassau Coliseum, the Rosemont Horizon, and that one I worry. the Los Angeles something. I think yeah, I definitely, I definitely would not have gotten the LA one. <laughs> I would have missed the Rosemont Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Sports Coliseum or something. Somebody will chime in with a comment. Yeah, yeah, it is the Coliseum. I was I was second guessing that. I just didn't have it written down. Okay, the main event at the Nassau Coliseum was Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Mr. T. With what stipulation? It was a boxing match. It was a boxing match. T would win by disqualification. <laughs> when Rowdy said boxing and just body slammed him. <laughs> yes, that's right. You're two for two. Andre the Giant won a WWF versus NFL Battle Royal by last eliminating this man. Your multiple choice A, Refrigerator Perry, B, Bruno San Martino, C, Bret Hart, or D, B, Brian Blair. That's a tough one. It's D is your option for B, Brian Blair. <laughs> it would only get more confusing if option B was B, B, Brian Blair. <laughs> I'm all scrambled. Uh, okay. Um, okay. I was afraid you were going to... I, I kind of remember the ending of this. I think it got down to Andre and both members of the Hart Foundation. So I'm going to go with Brett. It was Brett. Brett has horrible luck with Battle Royals at WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania 4, bad news, turned on him and threw him out of the ring. So I think after 4, I don't think he was in any more WrestleMania Battle Royals. Uh, although there weren't many for a while after that. so <laughs> All right. Uh, question number four. You're three for three. You're on your way to, to a perfect plex, even, this is, even though this is before Mr. Perfect was in, in wrestling here. <laughs> in the opening contest in, in Los Angeles, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defeated this god. Was it Hercules, Adonis, JBL? Or Chris Masters? JB, no. Um, uh, <laughs> he is a wrestling uh, god. <laughs> it would be the mighty Hercules. It was the mighty Hercules. It was not Adrian Adonis, although Adrian, I do believe, was on the card. So, uh, The main event in Los Angeles was a steel cage match where Hulk Hogan won by escaping the cage. Who was his challenger and who was that challenger's manager. Was it King Kong Bundy and Jimmy Hart, King Kong Bundy and Mr. Fuji, Yokozuna and Jim Cornette, or King Kong Bundy and Bobby Heenan? Ah, uh, Bundy and Heenan. It was Bundy and Heenan. Congratulations. Perfect. 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 And Travis's lead was short-lived. You went 5-4-5 five, five today. WrestleMania 2 trivia. You have taken the lead. And by the way, also, two monthly championships. So you're really leading the pack these days. 
Wow. Which is a bit surprising. When we started trivia, you were not doing well. <laughs> Don't worry. There, there will be a return form. <laughs> <laughs> that first month was rough for you. You've been in my wheelhouse with the um, uh, Royal Rumble related and now Mania related. We'll, we'll get to SummerSlam and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll pull an offer at some point. Yeah, it'll be tough for me to even come up with questions. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So the Dropkick t-shirt is out. So go over to Body Slam Clothes and get the Dropkick t-shirt. It's our featured shirt this month. It is $20, $20, $20. Regardless of what size, what color, it's already in the soft style. And there's only one shipping option. You're going to get it in four to six days. And it's... Twenty dollars includes that shipping. So, unlike the other guys, okay. So that's the body. That's uh, the dropkick T-shirt. So, get that and then wear that shirt as you watch on Fridays the primetime rundown. Join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. They take you through the world of sports. Our show kicks off at six p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Also. Don't even wash the shirt because you're going to need it to watch the Essential Wrestling Podcast on Tuesdays. Episode, I think we're up to 44 next week um, of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. It'll be on Tuesday. I'll be in the hosting position because Al Carl is going to be back building ice castles. Um, so join me with John Smith, John Nakami. Travis will be on next week. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage begins at 6 p.m., on Tuesday. Also, it's not too late to go back and watch last night's episode so you can see Al do it the correct way. And then there is this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, every day, Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. We have some special announcements about um, about two weeks from now. So next, next week, I'll start plugging our special announcement for the week uh, that follows. This weekend, we have an Elimination Chamber special. Um, so not Elimination Chamber. Where am I? In February. AEW Revolution post-show this Sunday. So do tune in for that. All right, John DeCani, did we cover the day in wrestling? I think we wrapped it up quite nicely, put a, put a pretty bow on it. I think we did, too. I think we <laughs> did, too. And the whole time, people probably didn't know what show they were watching because I didn't have the daily wrestling news show logo in the pop top corner. But now I do to close the show. So <laughs> thanks everybody for watching the daily wrestling news show for John. I am Ryan. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>